Hello, you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ellen Buchan, Insights and Communications Executive at AMBA MBG. This past year and a half has been hard on everyone, but especially job seekers. I talked to Selamid about how students leaving the universities can stay motivated when they may be feeling forgotten by the university and facing a really tough job market. I also asked Sel about her advice for how to fail and also her advice for starting your own business. Her answer may shock you. Here's that conversation. Could you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about your career, please? A little bit about myself. 11 years ago, I packed one silver suitcase and I boarded an 18-hour flight, leaving behind my home country, Mozambique, my friends and family to pursue my higher education in England. After I graduated, I worked in management consulting. I had my own hair care business. I worked with graduate entrepreneurs. I worked for universities, and now I work with universities and graduate employers. But regardless of the industry or job that I was in, I always found the time to empower students to recognize their strengths and carve their own path to living a more fulfilling life and career. So what inspired you to start your own business? Back in my student days, um, most university guest speakers were corporate professionals who were mainly talking about their own career success, not giving many insights or strategic next steps to help me discover my strengths and use those strengths to creatively land my first job or even start my business. How do you even make sense of a CV workshop at university, for example, if you have no idea what your strengths are? So instead of regretting that I didn't have anyone to help me align my strengths, my decisions, my actions, and my resources with clearly defined outcomes in my student days, I decided to become that result strategist for today's students, today's graduates, and today's young leaders. And I am committed to doing my part in the Getting Results campaign, which is to help young adults feel more empowered to leverage their strengths, build their confidence, and achieve their desired outcomes. That's so inspiring. So to talk about that a little bit more, some students have not been able to access their university campus due to COVID-19 restrictions. What can they do to lessen any feeling of being forgotten by the university? I'm really happy you brought this up, Helen. <laughs> it's really easy to get caught up on that feeling of feeling forgotten by your university. Do you mind if I share something that happened recently? Of course, please do. In one of my recent workshop deliveries, I came across a student ambassador who was feeling let down by the university because they had discovered their strengths in customer services, networking, and event management, but they felt disempowered to explore those strengths. As you know, all the in-person events 
ideas that that student ambassador had in mind no longer seemed possible, no, not even in a socially distant setting. And because of that, they felt as if the university had taken away that opportunity for, for them to leverage their strengths. Over the course of three workshops and three group coaching sessions, we disempowered limiting beliefs and worked on ways to leverage strengths of the entire group. And I always like to start my workshops by celebrating wins or highlights, good and bad. I think it's a great way to get some conversation before we deep, deep dive into the content. Then we reached our last workshop session together. And guess what? The student ambassador unmuted the microphone and had something to share. My heart skipped a beat because I, I didn't really know what to expect. But what I heard next will stay with me for a really, really long time. I heard, Sal, I want to be celebrated for contacting and persuading some high-profile industry leaders to attend a virtual speaker series that I am organizing. Wow. This simple exercise of organizing a virtual speaker series put the student in the right mindset to use their strengths and build their confidence. Later on, I learned that they had successfully secured an internship for the summer. I share this story to remind students to use their time and energy to focus on ideas that they can actually execute instead of focusing on all the things that they cannot do. That's a really lovely message. But what happens when students face rejection? Because unfortunately, it's something that we all have to deal with at some point. And it seems to happen a lot when we leave university and look for jobs. How can students and graduates cope with this feeling of rejection and learn from it? Rejection is something which, unfortunately, many of us have to deal with after we leave university and look for jobs. But every day we choose to accept some things and reject other things. So at the end of the day, rejection is something that we all have to deal with all of our lives. Every time students and graduates experience a set of rejection or some, some kind of setback, I would suggest that you ask yourselves the following series of questions to basically help you uncover the opportunity and the gifts that rejection brings. And the questions are, what was the outcome that I wanted and what prevented me from achieving that outcome? What role did I play in creating the setback or rejection? Who can I ask for feedback on how to be better next time? What have I learned about myself? Do I have more clarity on the type of role and the company I'd like to work for? But the most important question probably is, what can I do better next time? This is a bit of a similar question, but how would you suggest that even when in the face of these objections, students and graduates can keep motivated to pursue their dream jobs and passion when, yeah, when they faced a lot of rejection. I can understand why rejection can paralyze students and graduates when it comes to pursuing dream jobs and passions. Because for a brief moment in my student years, rejection paralyzed me too. 
However, the gap between a student and their dream job eventually starts to close when they constantly keep moving in the direction of their passions or their dream job. But here's the thing. Students don't need motivation in order to constantly keep moving in the direction of their passions or their dream job. They need to be committed. They need to be committed to pursue their dream job and committed for their passions. So my advice is quite simple. Just commit. Commit to doing five big or small things every single day that bring them closer to their dream job or their passions. And sooner or later, they'll be amazed to find themselves there. I love that. It's so simple, just five things, but it would make such a big difference, especially when you're lacking motivation. How can students and graduates separate themselves from the barriers that they may feel have been set for them? For example, due to their age or their gender, their economic background, their race or religion. Yeah, how can they separate themselves from those barriers that they feel like they have? Well, I have over 10 hours worth of content on this topic, (laughs) but I'll really try my best to answer this question as briefly as I can. I believe each of us is born with a purpose. Identifying, acknowledging, and honoring this purpose is perhaps some of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves and others. So your question was, how can we separate ourselves from the barriers that we face? My answer is, nothing really happens until we believe. Believe we can have our desired results. Then take bold strategic marketing steps in the direction of that desired result. Because, you know, self-belief can be contagious, If we don't believe in ourselves, why should others believe in us, in our cause, in our potential, in our natural talents, in our dreams? Students need to remember that it's never too late to believe in themselves, to believe in who they are and the strength that is inside of them, to be brave and to shift any challenge to their advantage. I know it sounds a little strange, but my experience so far has brought me to realize that it can be uniquely empowering to accept this level of responsibility. When you believe, it means that you give yourself permission to do, change, and be anything. Everyone in the world is facing quite a lot of uncertainty currently, and it must be so much harder for students and graduates who it's already kind of an uncertain time in in a normal time when they finish university. How can they keep good mental health when they face this uncertainties in their studies and also post-graduation? Yeah, I get it. These days, it, it seems like there is more pressure on how we should live our lives. 
every time we go online, um, students probably see pictures of their friends on social media, enjoying perhaps magical moments in their internships or moving up the corporate ladder and humble braggings about their latest accomplishments, despite all the uncertainty in the world around us. So I can understand how it might feel a little uncomfortable and play some an, a negative effect on our minds. But instead of berating themselves, students can use this time to discover what their strengths are or what their ideal role would look like post-graduation. Instead of feeding their minds with comparisons of their friends or people online, students can try to replace their usual screen time with reading more positive stories, listening to motivational speakers, and reading inspiring books or uplifting bios to help them keep good mental health. But remember, life can't be all work and no play. So I think it's equally important for students to keep some time aside to do something they love every single week. It's really interesting what you say about social media as well and how we all compare ourselves. And I definitely felt that when I finished university and seeing all my friends getting these amazing jobs. And what would yeah. be for kind of comparing yourself to others because in some ways for example LinkedIn is a really good way to kind of benchmark yourself against your kind of cohort that you went to university with or school with but it can also be a bit detrimental. do you have any advice? I would say just work on being better than yourself every single day when we wake up just just try to be better than the person that you were yesterday so it's all about trying to come to become the best version of yourself rather than trying to be better than someone else so that's my advice for for life when it comes to comparing because there's there are so many things we can compare relationships uh jobs family happiness assets Objects, you know, there's so many things we can we can compare, but ultimately, the way comparison can work in your favor is when you just try to be better than the person you were yesterday. So your your own competition becomes yourself, and then you start growing, and you start feeling better about yourself. If you keep uh, track of the things you did yesterday and next day, you try to to be better to become a better person, to grow, you feel a lot more sense of fulfillment, confidence, and happiness by just comparing yourself against yourself compared to if you were to compare yourself against someone who has 10 years plus in the same industry that you're, you're trying to get into. I really love that answer. So what happens when things don't go your way? What's your thought on failure and how to deal with that? If you don't give yourself permission to fail, you're really not giving yourself permission to grow. That is really how I think about failure. And with time, I've learned how to fail forward. I always, underline and circle always if you're taking notes, I always strive to fail forward. Because failing forward means giving yourself permission to pull out all the lessons that you had to learn from that specific experience. 
failure is an important part of the learning process. So if you're afraid of failure, my advice to you is get started, make mistakes, listen to feedback that comes with those failures, then calibrate yourself and keep moving toward your goal. We don't have to be afraid of failure because failures are just opportunities to learn something new that propels us closer to our goals or our own definition of success. So I really like to end the podcast on kind of like small steps that our listeners can take. And I think you've got given a lot of practical advice so far, but what advice would you give anyone who wants to start their own business? Ellen, Ellen, (laughs) this is probably not the answer you're expecting to hear, but here it goes. My advice is ask yourself this question. Does my business idea allow me to honor and express the truest version of myself? I'll say that again in case you didn't hear me. Does my business idea allow me to honor and express the truest version of myself? If the answer to this simple yet powerful question is unclear, then keep looking. Fail forward and do not settle. Please don't settle until you find the answer that you're looking for. When you and your business idea become in alignment with your natural talents and your soul's desires, then you're going to find yourself one step closer to starting a purposeful business that you will actually truly enjoy. And with that, you'll bring out the best in you and the best in others. Well, that was definitely not the um, answer I was expecting. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, it's been very inspirational and you've given us some great practical tips um, for going forward. Thank you so much for, ha- for having me, Ellen. It's been such an honor, such a pleasure chatting with you and you're welcome to invite me anytime you want. Thank you so much to Sal for being on the podcast. I feel really motivated and inspired by her advice. If you'd like more about leadership, head to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition and make sure to subscribe to the Ambition podcast on your favourite podcast provider.